and we are live on the Demon Football Show, the DFS. The sale is officially on. Get close to your mic, Torin. Jesus. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. We're, sup- <laughs> we're supposed to be on our best behavior. We have a guest. As always, we're back. We're here to talk the round of 16 of this historic World Cup. I am Evan. Alongside me is my lovely co-host. Um, just speak. Torin, good morning. Yep. Yeah, he's definitely... Not he's here by his own free will, and of course we have a special guest with us. Uh, nice to meet you all. Uh, I'm Jair Nixon. Um, happy to be here with you. Happy to be here with you as well, my boy. We have to discuss. Man, a pretty wild round of sixteen. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, well, and group stage stuff as well. Because last time we were here, I think it was Group A, B, and uh. D. Was it that had been decided? Because I think D plays before C or that I day. I think we hadn't talked about the South Korea Portugal game. Yeah. yeah, there's group. Yeah, there's some. There are some very excited things from those groups to talk about. Uh, you lead the way, my boy. Where do you want me to start? Uh, so I think. What for me was the craziest thing to watch during the World Cup was the finale of Group E. So Japan, Spain, yes. and Germany, Costa Rica. What the? F- I'm, what? At one point during that those ninety minutes, I'm pretty sure like every single team was in a position where they were through. Like it was, <laughs> it was crazy. Yeah, I think like was the seventy minutes where like Costa Rica. Yeah. We go through and like Spain and Germany out. Yeah, I was like, yeah, pretty insane, guys. It <laughs> was. I I had a feeling like. I don't know that final game. I wasn't it coming into the tournament. I was quite high on Germany, and then so after those first two games, I was like, "You never know. You know, Costa Rica could yeah. do something." So I saw them go two and up, and I was like, "No way! No <laughs> way!" <laughs> to be fair, got lucky with like the mm-hmm. seven goal in the first game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess it shows though. If you could just have like one really excellent performance like that, then you can make up for you know your shortcomings in yeah. other matches. Yeah, yeah. You can definitely bounce back. Yeah. Uh, I, I I was so excited because I was like, yes. Please take Spain with you because, like, if both Spain and Germany lost, like, two outsiders yeah. would be like two underdogs would be inside. But unfortunately, not. G- Germany came back with this incredible picture. I don't know if you've seen Kai Havertz oh, holding, Kai Havertz. <laughs> <laughs> holding the man of their match, uh, being so happy, guys. Looks the most miserable man. I mean, don't blame him. Like, it would be, it would be just as weird if he was like super cheesy grin, like with the trophy. Obviously, after being eliminated. It's the same, like the man of the match of the Uruguay game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was insane as well. Yeah. Because, I, like, yeah. Uh, Ghana was out for events. Unfortunately, they didn't win, but the Suarez lost. <laughs> the fact there was a penalty again. Yeah, oh. It's like, all the narrative was. Heartbreak. Like, I remember, I think I watched, I saw it happen, and then I went, went like, I think it was Stormzy's Instagram story, <laughs> and him and all his friends are supporting Ghana. They lose it when they get a penalty. Yeah. They're like, yeah, but I already know what's coming, and it's just so painful to watch. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, li- I literally had flashbacks, because I remember vividly 2010, and I remember that match, and I'm like, no, not again, please, no, yeah. ah! Uh, that was insane, but I think Ghana won at the end because you know Suarez lost. So <laughs> uh, yeah, what did it come down? It came down to goal scored. Yeah. Yes, and then I mean South Korea sh- thrust Portugal. I don't yeah. know where that was insane as well. Fair play to South Korea, but like I mean I, I respect Ghana for being like you know we're gonna take you down with us because oh, yeah. if Uruguay scored one more goal they were through. So good on Ghana. I, I saw I think it was a quite from one of the defenders after the game thinking you know like. We're going to make sure that even if we go, you'll go as well. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. Uh, that was that, that was incredible. But yeah, back into... That, that actually led to the round of 16, which has been incredible. I think there's one more shock about one of your favourites I want to talk about quickly, though. Okay, which one? Group F. 
Belgium fall through in the group. I have stage. nothing to say about that. Please don't. Your sweepstake team <laughs> swept aside. Look, it's not even the sweepstake thing. I am actually, I was a big fan of the Belgium golden generation. I, I, I don't know what's going on with this team anymore. And I wasn't happy with De Bruyne's comments. I've said that on the previous episode. Yeah. And I'm not... Uh, what was this performance? And what I was Lukaku also, doing? I think also today, Hazard, I mean, decided to leave like the national team as well. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hazard literally retired today. And I'm like, yeah. well, well, that happened. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it, it's it's depressing. It's depressing because like I. Oh it's strange because I think Belgium in the FIFA ranking are above Argentina. They're second or something. Like yeah, they are very high. Yeah, but, but like those rankings are based on stats. Yeah, they finesse yeah. the rankings. Yeah, if you if you if I'm gonna count down every single number, obviously yeah. uh, some teams will be higher than they actually should be. Yeah. But no, no, I'm I'm, I'm just I'm depressed. That's why I don't want to talk about Belgium. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just depressed. <laughs> Let's skip the round of 16. Make Let's me more go. happy. All right, yeah, go to the round of 16. Um, uh, the first game was... <laughs> let me see. The first game was the Netherlands versus the USA. I don't think I watched that game in the end. I did watch it. It had some nice goals, uh, yeah. especially from um, uh, Depay. He was very impressive on the first goal. Uh, Gakpo was great, in, as always. He's a breakout mm. star in this one. And uh, you know what? Everyone complains about Netherlands that they're playing boring football. It is effective football. They do get the job done. I just think Denzel Dumfries a goal and two assists. Yeah. <laughs> Put in a shift. Blimey, like. Yeah. It's a, I mean, it's I know he's already, he's already at Inter, but I could, I could see like another like massive club eyeing him up soon. Like, I think why not? He was linked to Chelsea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I I am literally I am uh, um, agonizing. I'm like excited a lot to see where Gakpo will go because Gakpo is like very good breakthrough star. Yeah. And he has been linked to United, but now his price is probably going up. Yeah. Uh, United could still would still spend on him though. I think. Oh yeah, the lack of spending. Yeah. <laughs> it's the one thing they do. Uh, but uh, he could actually fit. I think um, mm. uh, the Eric Ten Hag system, but you never know. Dumfries. Uh, no. Um, Gakpo. Uh, Gakpo. Gakpo. Godi. Where did yeah, I Cody Gakpo. Yeah. Cody Gakpo. Yeah. I think the only thing I would say about that though is that Man United are already quite good for wingers. Like, yeah, I don't know why. You know, I think although you know, I guess it's kind of rebuilding with Sancho and Rashford and then finding their yeah. form again. I feel like they will. So they don't need a Gakpo fill as much. I think yeah. Rashford is best on the wing. So I think what, what they need is a striker, really. You know, because now Ronaldo's officially left. Martial. But who like maybe doing stuff? Which striker you can buy now in the market? For, like, could maybe go for Ivan Tony. I'd be curious to see what he hey, does. I want nice. him at that is very simple kind of good striker who who I want to be at a big club. That's not necessarily me thinking about how well he'd fit the system and stuff. I need a bit more time to kind of think about that. But off the top of my head, I think Ivan Tony would smash it at a big six club, in my opinion. Do you think he's a United eleven? Like Uh I will I think with where United are right now, then I'd say yeah. <laughs> um you know, I think he would yeah, I think he'd fit in there well, like um, there is, there were, although Brentford fans still love him, I think there have been some issues. There was the thing last year where he kind of yeah. made a George comment about Brentford. Now there's the uh, betting scandal he's kind of caught up in. Like, yeah. so what do you think, Eva? Do you think I, 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 per- I, I, I personally think he would fit. I think they would find a way to make him fit. And I think also <laughs> Rashford should not be underestimated as the striker as well. Mm. Because like he can play as a striker. I know he's better at the wing, but he can play as a striker. Yeah. Uh, 
I didn't see anything special from the U.S. I mean, they had hope for like a few minutes because their goal was incredible mm. or very lucky. It was very weird. They had like hope, and then like after five minutes, Netherlands just doubled the score. Yeah, and then they just didn't play. So another match that was also a bit dramatic, a bit dramatic, Argentina Australia two one. Rest in peace, the cum dog. He has left the World Cup. <laughs> Heartbreaking to see my favorite player. I don't know if he actually played at all. Uh, I don't think he did. Up. No, it probably didn't. <laughs> yeah, I think I'd say this match was like dramatic for all the m- chances Argentina missed. Yeah, and Australia almost at the last minute actually creating chances and being like, "Oh my God, are they gonna do it?" Mm. Um, I mean, Twitter grilled Lotaro Martinez to death. Yeah, <laughs> poor Lotaro. He's not that bad. <laughs> But everyone, like, immediately, the moment he started losing chances, everyone was like, so he's the next to go in. I'm like, oh, come I think on. he's a really good striker. Actually. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean... He is excellent. It's just, like, I see everyone, those games just didn't click for him, you know. Yeah. This is his first World Cup as well. Yeah. He was in the Copa America squad, but, you know, the big stage can get to you. The biggest stage, you know, can get to you sometimes. And that just takes experience. Of course. You know, next time he's in a position like this, so the next Copa America... Or if it's in a you know Champions League final or something or Europa League final in the future, mm-hmm. he might be alright. But yeah, I mean, yeah, I would say the same. Goal the first season under Conte, no, the second season under Conte. Yeah, mm. Milan, so. he's an excellent player. Like he's, he's a good player. I yeah. like him. Uh, I just think like the nerves got to him because it's the World Cup. It happens. Yeah. <laughs> but Argentina still move through. I think. I mean, we say this sometimes about teams in the Premier League and this is different because this is knockout football but it can often be a testament to you as a team if you're able to win games you don't necessarily deserve to yeah like it shows you can still just grind through those games and so even though they they kind of Australia caught up to them I think like Argentina are mentality monsters and they will give it their all but I'm still worried about them I'm not gonna lie that's the difference when you can tell like maybe league teams versus national football Mm -hmm. and like World Cup you have like I don't know, if you get to the final, like six games, seven, so you need to perform 100% all of these games. Yeah. Like in this league, you can maybe lose one point, drop point. Or, yeah. I mean, not spoiling where That's we're, point, uh, yeah. because we're going to talk about it later in the show, but like Kyle Walker did say that, like, <laughs> look, if this is over, we're going home, we're going to give it our all. Yeah. I'm like, yes, go Kyle. <laughs> uh, so the next one, uh, speaking about heartbreaks, Japan versus Croatia. So I really wanted Japan to win. Although Croatia is like one of those teams that are very close to me, I really want Japan to win just for the surprise. Yeah, me too. Like When they scored, I was live. Yeah. They, I, if you go into Netlogs, you can hear me screaming at the <laughs> top of my lungs. Japan scored. And then we played big in Japan. I was so happy. But the penalty was shocking. <laughs> oh, they were abysmal. Like. The penalties were so bad. I d- it's it's like they haven't taken them before or something like. I think they yes because they I don't think they've been in a penalty shootout in a World Cup uh, ever. If I yeah. need to compare, I think Spain was worse than Japan. Yeah, they were oh, both. Oh, well, don't worry, we'll we'll, we'll go <laughs> to but that yeah, as the well. The qualities of penalties in this tournament from yeah. the teams have lost some of them. Are just they're just not hit with power or placement. They're just nothing penalties. Like they are like no like literally no power behind yeah. them. Even I can take a better penalty and I'm awful. Yeah. Uh, but shout out to Croatia though, because I wrote exactly. I wrote them off coming into this tournament. I no, think it was a mix of being high on Canada in mm-hmm. my in my heart, and then also thinking in my head that Morocco could be a good underdog. Which they so are. So I kind of just was like, well, someone needs to you know be fourth in the group. So I put Croatia there. 
Um, but yeah, I've, they've got a good squad, and the fact they've made two quarterfinals in a row, you know, fair play. Like that, they've got a decent blend of younger players who are looking really strong, like uh, Gavardiol and sent in the defense. I know he's not necessarily a young player, but he's still in his twenties. Mateo Kovacic as well, midfield, yeah. kind of working well with the older generation of uh, Perisic oh, and Modric. Yeah, yeah, their midfield is great. Their game is class. I mean, Croatia is good. They, they have always been good. I mean, yeah. I also like uh, Wazaire, the um, the goalkeeper. I don't remember the name. Oh, uh, Livakovic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's very good. Yeah. He said, like, I think he might say full free that Japan missed. I think. Yeah. Or did one hit the post? No, I think he saved all three. No, Croatia had one on the post. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I was watching it live. I was going insane. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, it was obvious they they haven't performed in that stage, and the nerves got to them mm. in the ultimate one. I think when Livaya went to took the penalty, it was like feel like oh, I'm confident I will like score this penalty. Yeah. Just missed it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like it was they uh, Japan gave it their all like to, to beat um you know Spain and Germany it makes yeah. it around a sixteen as well. Fair play to them. Like I they, mean respect. They're going out with their he- with their head held high, yeah. and they actually made moments. Exactly. I think Which I read a tweet about that. Maybe that's all. That's all right. Yeah. <laughs> no worry. Uh, <laughs> they made moments. That's what I really like about them as well. Like, mm. this World Cup has a lot of great moments. Like, you can be impressive in a World Cup without having to be, you know, the biggest team going to yeah. the biggest stage. Yeah. So like this guy on Twitter called Federico Manasso said, the World Cup is funny. Japan beat Germany and Spain, drew against Croatia in regular time, and is out. England beats Iran, Wales, and Senegal, and will play quarterfinals. Yeah, yeah. What do it's you think? I mean, like, yeah, it's kind of mad how you get England seems to always be on relatively easy draws, but I mean, that's I'd say that's very much running out now with France yes. in the quarterfinal. We will talk about this um, uh, this one later, but yeah. I think yeah, this is literally where our like is done. <laughs> yeah, this is like the hardest because uh, yeah, the World Cup run was was it was Colombia in the round of sixteen. It was. Mm-hmm. But if you compare, for example, the last year, I think if I look, if you leave the Germany one, yeah, and you still play easy, basically yeah. six out seven game at home, yeah. So yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah. With if you accept Germany, which was a big, it was a big coup. Like mm. the moment I saw us beating Germany, I was like, oh my god, this is insane. But yeah, if you accept that, of course it was an easy way. Yeah. And Germany has has had their ups and downs. They are depressing. That's their pressing <laughs> style now. They are depressing. I wonder how Hansi Flick will kind of do with them in the next few years. He will set them up. But, but I, I am worried because, like, the next Euro is in Germany and they want to have a good position. They d- the fans will want to win, you know, yeah. like... Yeah, but I don't think he can yeah. set up a team in two years. That would be insane if he did. Yeah. Respect to him. But uh, we'll see, we'll see. So Brazil destroyed Korea. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about the game that I that I loved so much. Uh first of all, shout out to my boy Vinicius Jr. He's amazing. <laughs> shout, shout, uh, shout out to I think it's Tito, how is like the manager called? Uh, yeah, Tito. Yeah, Tito. Tito. Yeah. He has done an amazing job. They finally clicked. They finally clicked. And they were so impressive. Uh Neymar was everyone was good. And shout out to Richarlison for having as I call him pigeon because he looks like a pigeon. Uh for Not having the celebration, just just the just the just the look. Okay, he does the pigeon celebration as well. <laughs> That's the meme, okay? Yeah. But he has two goal of the tournaments. The 
basically, it wasn't exactly a bicycle kick that he did on the... Oh, no, but the scissor kick. It's the scissor yeah. kick. And this gold man, he started playing tennis with the football on his head. Insane, <sighs> yeah. Insane. And then the passing between them, <sighs> otherworldly, otherworldly. Uh, incredible. I mean, Brazil is, like, number one favorite right now. I'm, it was always was, but now they look like a World Cup winning yeah. team. I'm not saying they will definitely win it, but they are very strong. If you have to kind of pick a favourite, I think you can't look away from Brazil. They have to be at yeah. a minimum really in the conversation. I think, you know, them, France, yes. are probably, they're the teams of, and maybe Portugal like, as well, have the I, done the most impressive I will say this, Brazil and France are the perfect teams. They're perfect in every category. They have like, eh, okay, France maybe not so much. Well, Brazil got, you know, the Bra- Brazil has depth as well. Brazil has that. I think bar the fullbacks, you could argue that yeah. it's pretty perfect. I mean, also, if you're looking, uh, like, I don't see any team they can bring from the bench. I think it was the game against uh, Iran. Mm-hmm. Like, how you can take from the bench, like, I think, Grealish, yeah. Yeah. Rashford, and Foden. It's uh, one of those cases. England and Brazil are the only ones who have so many good players on the bench. Mm. I think England have got the best uh, attacking depth. But oh, definitely. You still look at Brazil and you've got like Fabinho, Bruno, Bruno Guimaraes yeah, like on the if bench. If you leave like under sixteen, if you leave Richarlison, or they go like as a main striker, and Richarlison like they will use Gabriel he's a good striker, but if you compare to top top striker, yeah, he's a bit. I don't think that yeah they don't have the world best kind of the world class striker that you see in France with Mbappe or other teams, but oh yeah, I still think they make up for that with the players behind it in the other attackers in Vinicius and Neymar. Mm-hmm. I think as an overall attacking unit, it means. They're still just as strong as anyone else, in my opinion. Yeah, uh, I think they are favourites, and we might actually see them on the final. That's insane. Yeah, of, of course, the game that we all enjoyed for at least one half, uh, after the second half, it was more like, okay, we were just chilling. But England beat Senegal 3 to nothing, to nil. Uh, great game, what can I say? Uh, I really like Henderson. His addition actually helped a lot the team. He knows I texted him. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, hand dog is on fire. Uh, but no, Foden looked amazing in this match. He's mm. so good. Bellingham was great. The connection was great. We were playing good football. That's it, it. It was good. And it was kind of reassuring again. That there were kind of moments in that first half where England weren't on top. Um, you know, and Senegal were starting to kind of, it's like, oh, you know, Senegal could do something here. But then England respond to that and they respond so well with two goals in the end of that first half you know mm-hmm. Bellingham I thought was exceptional yes. I'm like I don't think I saw enough of Bellingham before this World Cup you know <laughs> I really should have seen more because I, I like seeing glimpses and some, uh, the odd match uh, but yeah Torin famously hates European football I don't hate European football at all I just I just don't watch as much as I should but then yeah <laughs> I'm fully sold on the Bellingham hype train now my gosh 19 years old exceptional player yeah he's gonna have a lot of shooters now I'm sorry yeah. it's just, it's just well, the game, name of the game what you're doing at, n- at 19 years old. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're all older than him. It's like, it's terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway. Uh, he's, from, he's from nearby though, you know. He's from Birmingham. If he wants to join yeah. Demon FM. Oh, he's from Birmingham. To, yeah. Really? That's, that's, where he, that's where he played um, before he started oh. to Dortmund. Yeah, so. it was a med transfer. Like, we can Demon actually get him. Too. Let's go. Yeah, get him on Demon FM. Get him on Demon FM. <laughs> Dude, you got this, my boy. I would love this. <laughs> Uh, France de- defeated Poland. Say that to my Polish yeah. people. That made me sad. 
But Mbappe, that Mbappe goal, that Mbappe goal. Mm. You know what I'm saying? The second goal was so good. Ah, oh, this man is so good. He's so yeah. deadly. I, uh, I, I'm not gonna lie. He's like, he's going for like a golden ball win if he makes it to the final. I think he'd be in the conversation. Yeah. I yeah. Think, I think in France, it, I think they're very much dependent on <laughs> who on being in the final. I think, I think it was like. An interesting thing I saw is like the last three golden ball winners I want to say have been the runners from the running up runner up team. Yeah, you, you don't have to be the winner doesn't have to play the best football, yeah. just the most effective one. So they, they like to pick someone who has been who is probably in the final. So if that is France, then I could see Mbappe getting yeah. it. Yeah, I, I think it. the same comparison as Eden said, like the effective football. Yeah, like if I look like the Euros, I don't think like. Italy have the best players mm. if you compare England, Germany, Spain, Belgium. No, but, but they maybe the collective play. and like mm. they play effective football. I don't know. What do you refer? Yeah, it's the same thing. They knew how to play. They knew how to get the result. Mm. I think that's that's all what it's all about, guys. Uh, at the I'm, end of the day, I'm just impressed because it did seem coming into the tournament there was kind of they lost to I think it was Switzerland in the Nations League. Yeah, you know mm-hmm. it was like it was and they didn't do as well at the Euros as they wanted to. And it was like, is this maybe the end for the Deschamps kind of era? Uh, managing France, but he's kind of at this at this rate, he's proving that he's still got more to give. Oh, he's got and more he's, to give. He kind of can still unite this team. Uh, I mean, we'll see because their true test is coming. Yes. In the uh, you know, just like almost England to some extent, their true test is coming against each other in the quarterfinals. Oh yes, that's gonna be big. Uh, but rounding up the round of sixteen that happened literally yesterday, let's talk about the incredible Morocco win over Spain. Ah! That was so insane. Absolutely. I, I was saying this to someone. I'm really glad that kind of in almost all these games, it was the big team versus a much, you know, yeah. an underdog team. And it was every single game was the big team just picking them off pretty comfortably. So I'm really glad finally one of them did win in the end. Exactly. I mean, the one thing that I'm going to say, is, first of all, shout out to the goalkeeper. He was amazing. Mm. Morocco's goalkeeper. Bono from U2. Bo- yes. He's not Sevilla Bono from U2. Sevilla goalkeeper, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bono, yeah. But my favorite thing was by far, um, <laughs> basically, was uh, Luis Enrique saying in one of the previous uh, interviews oh, that he had like Spain shoot a thousand penalties as <laughs> training before the World Cup. <laughs> my answer is keep shooting, <laughs> keep shooting, guys. I think after he reply, like I said, we we like training with hundred hundred thousand penalty, but I didn't say how. Well, they went this day. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. I mean, yeah, like, it, that Spain performance in that game, I think, was... Because I think it's happened also against Italy in the Euros. Yeah. So, like... Yeah, but it was, it was just quite a typical performance of what a lot of people were saying, myself included, and I think you included, yeah. about them coming into tournament, about how they've got good players and a good, maybe, creative system, but they don't have finishers as much in the squad. Exactly. And they yeah. missed some big chances right on the death of the game is all Pablo Sarabia hitting the posts and also There's Morata which is one yeah <sighs> strange player for me to define yeah. same yeah I don't think they have the killer striker they don't have the killer instinct and maybe Tiki Taka doesn't work anymore I just think saying I, d- they, I think they just need they just need a killer attacker really because I think even you know I like Ferran Torres but I, you can't pin your so hopes like on him you can, I don't think you can play like as a main striker exactly yeah, yeah. yeah they don't and it's like even as I, I mean it's not quite as much as the same with brazil but with brazil even if you know someone like richarlison you might argue is not on the level 
right on the wings, you've got played people who very much are on the level in your Neymars, in your Viniciuses, and yeah. Spain don't have that either. And that's make easier for Richarlison. Yeah, and so I think that's what costs um, them just you know because they do have some you know Pedri, Gavi, oh, yes. so many of the the Masia youngsters, but also you know players coming through. They all should be good for the future. Rodri hopefully getting to move back to the midfield for the next tournament. Busquets will be gone. Um, you know, because he's an exceptional midfielder, Rodri, but he was kind of having to deputise centre-back because I think it was, was it injury issues or stuff? Or I want to say Pau Tarras had a knock, but if it was deliberate to play Rodri in defence instead of midfield, then I think yeah. that was a poor call, but I'm not certain about Very that, poor so I won't call. say. It was like one of those where like you could have like the perfect young three people, three yeah. midfielders, and you're like, well, we should do some stuff. Let's change something when we don't have to change something. Yeah. I was like, no. Uh, uh, another thing that I would like to add is the next game, of course, Portugal versus Switzerland. A thrashing 6-1. to one. Yeah. Incredible. Uh, incredible Portugal. And, of course, everyone is talking about Ramos. Some of those goals as well are absolutely fantastic. Yeah. The uh, yeah. the, fir- the first Ramos goal, yeah. that left, that was near oh. post, top left finish. Big shout out to my guy, Rafael Leao. Oh, Leao. He's so good. Yeah. Bro, Leao is so good. Yeah, uh, Le- I love him. I love him too. He is the future. I mean, you said me. you said we'll come up. You're an AC fan, aren't you? Yeah. So Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> I'd imagine being very happy seeing <laughs> that. <laughs> Do you no. know why he always starts from the bench? But like, I mean, I think he's already s- scored what two or three goals in this yeah. matchup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like he's very, he's been very impressive, and I think he is the future. Like, he's gonna do big things with both Portugal and AC Milan. Mm. This man is amazing. This man is gold. Uh, yeah. But Ramos, that was a surprise that everyone was like, "Oh my <laughs> God, where have they been hiding him?" I'm like, "Nowhere. He's the Benfica striker. It's just because." Darwin Nunes went to Liverpool. Yeah. Ramos got promoted yeah. <laughs> from the academy. I'm I like, saw like a tweet on Twitter which yeah. said like, oh, Liverpool get the wrong striker. <laughs> it's yeah. like, yeah, maybe we should have invested in Ramos. Uh, yeah, See him getting another big transfer like Nunes again because that's what Benfica does. They make incredible talent and then they sell them off for good yeah. money. I mean, I will say though, that another thing about the game is that I was very disappointed by Switzerland to kind of go out with such a whimper because I... I was so proud of the one... I was looking through back at my uh, mm-hmm. group stage predictions. I got basically every kind of call you could make yeah. wrong. As in, Not as in, like, you know, I, I, of course I said that most of the big teams went through, but in any kind of spot where it's like you pick this team to maybe do a surprise, I got it wrong in every case. The only one I got right was saying Switzerland would go through and Serbia yeah. wouldn't. Um, so I was very happy that they to get that right. And I thought they could maybe, you know, pull off a really impressive performance against Portugal, even if they lose. They're just kind of a... They just didn't really get much. They did get a goal. Yeah, you know, they did get a goal. I don't know. This is interesting, though. I had this game on the whole time uh, while I was cooking and eating and stuff in the kitchen. I saw the goals. I looked down on my phone for one minute while the volume was on. I look back up. Switzerland have scored, and there's no replay. Everyone's just playing again. <laughs> so I have no idea what this Akanji goal even <laughs> is. I just know that in like at some point, Akanji scored a goal. Okay. I know nothing else. It was really weird. My flatmate didn't notice it either. Like she was in there, and was like, "Last time I looked, it was five. It was five nil or whatever." <laughs> like, <laughs> okay, uh, are you guys ready for predictions? After a song, maybe. Okay, we, we haven't well, talked for twenty-seven minutes. Let's give okay, a we'll get a break. song break, and after that, we will be back. We will be back with uh, the quarterfinals. The quarterfinals predictions. We'll be back, boys. And we're back after a. Quick song break, definitely not songs, definitely nothing went wrong, everything is fine. Right, Oren? 
I like that I told you, like, we have a guest, we should be on our best behavior. Anyway, let's talk about quarterfinals, boys. Are you ready for predictions? Sure. Not that they've gone well at any point this tournament, but yeah, why not? To be fair, yeah, we were very worldly out, but you never know. So the first one is Netherlands-Argentina, which is going to be a big game. Because I do not see Netherlands lying down and letting Argentina roll over them. Mm. So it's going to be tough. It's going to be tight. It's going to be close. It's interesting because I'd say Netherlands have probably been better at this World Cup, but it's been against weaker opposition. Obviously, yeah, they haven't had the tough. Argentina haven't been as good, but have also not been against really strong opposition. So exactly. Could go either. I'm going to give the edge. I mean, I predicted them to win this before he started. So, so I'm still kind of backing them. I've got to say Argentina will go through. I would say in full time it will be a draw, but I don't know who goes after that. An extra time winner? An extra time winner. I, I haven't decided yet. Oh, come on. Uh, although, to my guest, Nixon, my boy, you go first. Argentina versus Netherlands. Yeah. Um, I will think it will be a tough game. I think I reckon they can go to extra time. Definitely. Uh, I don't want to predict against the king because I really want Messi to win a World Cup. You think Netherlands going to go through, don't you? It just would be so insane, it. though. Imagine the scenes. If I think they don't, they don't will give like an easy game to Argentina. Yeah, imagine though if like uh, Netherlands actually goes through. Imagine it. It mm. will be like everyone will be like, "Oh my God, I cannot believe this. This is like the tournament of miracles and stuff like that." Uh, I will I will do it just for the fun of it, <laughs> just for the fun. I'm not sure, but I think Netherlands is one of the team who never concede a goal. Yeah. So oh yeah, it could be a zero zero. That so is true. Yeah, they're very well. They're very well organized. It's Louis Van Gaal's army. <laughs> I, I know all the memes with him. I love him. <laughs> I, I'd still I'd still say Argentina though, regardless. Like, I <laughs> just think yeah. they kind of they need another few years this Netherlands team will kind of they've got oh, some yeah. good players but overall although they're greater than the sum of their parts because they're managed well and they're kind of drilled mm-hmm. well I just think some quality will show through with Argentina and they've got the dog in them so oh they definitely have a dog in yeah. them uh, the next one is speaking about dogs it's Croatia versus Brazil De- Croatia definitely has it's, Brazil, the- it's Brazil come on like let me okay. Let me analyze. Let me analyze. <laughs> Stop being like that. Okay. Why come are you always on. like that? No, no. Come on. But I just want to say that Croatia is like lovely and they, they have. They did the same like when England played Croatia in 2018. Yeah, in but the semi-final. Uh, yeah, but that was a semi-final. Elite. Like I just, it's. I'm not saying that they're gonna win. I'm just saying like they're gonna fight for everything. I'm predicting Brazil. Don't worry. I'm predicting yeah. like a five-one or some stuff like that. They will score a lot of goals. It will be the same thing. Because, like, I know Brazil wants it more than Croatia because Brazil has the opportunity to see Argentina in the semifinal and they will do everything to get yeah. that semifinal. Yeah. That's why I would think it would be very funny if Netherlands breaks the tie. <laughs> um, it's got to be Brazil, though. It's got to be. There's just... Oh, yeah. The, the, the just atta- I think this is the attacking quality. Um, I mean, it'll be interesting to see who Brazil choose to play in the midfield because that'll be a big battle and where Croatia mid- could midfield yes Croatia could overwhelm them but even like defensively they're just amazing yeah uh, then, you know Perisic against you know someone like Militao who's not used to playing fullback like, true but at the same time you do realise they have the two best goalkeepers in the world right but it doesn't matter if you've got two of the best goalkeepers you only play one don't you so yeah but you know like their, their back centre backs pairing is literally one, two of the best they're yeah, 
World class chat to Haaland. I think if Croatia are going to do it, it will be through kind of breaking up stuff up in the midfield with Brozovic and Kovacic mm-hmm. and then Modric playing out some passes to someone like Perisic on the wing. Oh, Modric to get past like a that Danilo would be or, a, you know, these play- these Brazilian fullbacks who are the kind of one weak spot in a, what is a very, very strong team. That's their chance. And if they don't do that, I don't know how they'll do it personally. Oh, uh, so pretty much everyone says Brazil, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I will leave England versus France last because that's that's like the big one. Let's do Morocco versus Portugal. Do you believe Morocco can do this? I I almost want to. I yes. almost want to. But I I that's he- that's hard. Head is saying Portugal. Like, hey, what if they play Ronaldo? Usually they do bad if they play <laughs> Ronaldo, right? If I they play Ronaldo, Morocco can win. Yeah, I think like the manager didn't like the attitude of Ronaldo against. Uh, um, against South Korea. Oh, yeah. So, that's why. And also, they lost the game, so they had to make changes. It's kind of mad, though, because their manager, I'm trying to remember his name. Fernando Santos. Yeah, he's so high on Ronaldo, you know. He's very high on Ronaldo. So, for him to drop him is kind of mad. Look, I understand why he's high on Ronaldo. He's the reason they won a Euro. Yeah. (laughs) He (laughs) carried that team a lot, okay? He put Portugal on his back for that Euro. Yeah. But, unfortunately, and this feels very bad to say, but because he's one of the GOATs and I love him, Time has moved forward without him. Mm. And he, he will soon realize it. It's not bad. Everyone has their own time. Now I'm making it look like a sad dictator. <laughs> so anyway, I will go with Portugal as well, although Morocco will probably will shock the world. I wish they did, but I, I don't know. Portugal's a good team, man. They have like yeah. good players, good midfielders, good defenders. As we said, we gushed over all of them. They're all amazing. So, Who yeah. we talk about here? Sorry, I was in that for a sec. Huh? Oh, you do want Portugal? Yeah. Yeah, I will say Morocco. I mean, like, that, I mean, one thing we didn't mention, we were talking all about their, you know, game at the Pertusa. We didn't mention how ice cold Hakimi was with that win. Oh, he's so Penenka cool. for the winner oh. for their first time in the quarterfinals. Hakimi's so cool. Insane behavior. Like, Hakimi's amazing. So just. And you saw the. Res- the um, um, do you see the his celebration was the penguin? Yeah. <laughs> do you know why he did that? What was it? So his celebration is doing the wobble of the penguin. Yeah. That's the celebration he does in PSG with Ramos, and Ramos was snubbed off the Spain team, and ah, he knocked out Spain wow. and did the Ramos celebration. Wow. Fun fact: yeah. Hakimi is also from Real Madrid, like yeah. academy. Another fun fact: he's born in Spain. And yes, yeah. but he was in Real Madrid for years. He was playing as part of the B team and the academy. Yeah. He could easily be in that Spanish team, but he said know. no. I, I, don't I don't know why Real Madrid left the him and Fernando. Mm. Yeah, but uh, on the one side, the defensively, they are very stacked. So, yeah, okay. Uh, but I will say this, and I love it when, especially it happens a lot with African nations, I love it when players do not choose like the country they have worked on or they reside on. I like yeah. it when Hakim is like, no, I I will represent Morocco. I like it when Mane is like representing Senegal. And it's a difficult one also because, like for example, if he... You are born in Spain, yeah. and you live like basically your entire life in Spain. And the only connection you have like with Morocco mm-hmm. is that your parents are from Morocco. Yeah, but you know, it's a difficult one. What do you yeah. think? Mm. I, 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 well, I, I would say I prefer it when they do it this way. When they go back into like literally what your parents are from. I know you ha- were born in the other country, 
but like where your parents are from, where your ancestors are from. I, I like it more. I'm not gonna but say geographically as well. They are very close. Like Spain is just there, and then Africa is, and Morocco is at the tip of Africa. Oh, Morocco is so close to Spain. This isn't and like France, kind yeah. of a you know a Yaki Williams Spain and Ghana thing. Where there's yeah, a difference. Like, like. And you know. it's funny because like it, it could have happened in Europe as well because Robert Lewandowski is not a traitor, but a lot of Polish people have played for Germany. Yeah. If Lewandowski wanted, he could have given Germany like three World Cups easily mm. with the form he has been in the last few years. Yeah. But he's like, no, I'll pay for Poland. That's where I was born. Mm. Like, respect. Uh, and now, I mean, we are devoting the final part of the show on, of course, England versus France. I would, uh, I, I would like to say this. I'm very happy that Kyle Walker did this interview. I like his mentality, and he's right. This is not England versus Mbappe. This is England versus France. And I will not roll out the red carpet for him. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. Let's make this a war. <laughs> See, the thing, you know what I hate? Is that it's very hype as a game, right? It should be a war, which means it will be boring. Mm. 100%. Yeah, the same. Whenever we get hyped about England going into war with someone, it's boring. God damn it. I agree. The same, like, yeah. was the hype when I, I went to locker room for the match against USA. And there was like, yeah, we beat this America. It's football, in no soccer. <laughs> and, like, it was a really boring game. Nil, yeah. nil. <laughs> I think Southgate's kind of thing is to kind of play very conservative, very, very, very safe, safe against safe, teams yeah. he thinks could cause a real threat. And that's absolutely France. So I'm predicting we'll go to the three-back. Even though the four-back's worked really well in the World Cup, I'm, I would be very sure, it would be very against Southgate's behaviour across his tenure as manager to stick with the fullback against France. You never know. He so might. I think he'll be free at the back with Walker dropping in as, tucking in as a centre-back. back to the last major tournament, which was like, the last game was the final against Italy. Like, I thought, like, as soon they score, we show. No, yeah. Like, oh, they will go attack, score another one and close the game. Yeah. But they did like the opposite. Exactly, yeah, they, they completely shrunk yeah. and, like, like tried to... Italy came down after the... Yeah. Final. Yeah. Like, I think... So, like, it will, it will be, be concerned if you like this after you score, like, yeah. one goal. I will, like, go score another one and close the game. I think that there's a few factors that could hopefully mean, even if we do try and still play very defensively, conservatively, there's still a bit more going on. I think the fact it's instead of Rice and Phillips, which is kind of more of a, def- you know, double pivot, it's Rice paired with Bellingham and Bellingham... Bellingham is so good at connecting and attacking, bombing forwards. And I think that could make a difference compared to how we played. Yeah, maybe if you look back to the game against, um, who was the last, I guess, Senegal. Yeah. Like Mm -hmm. Bellingham, it was like more close to the box. Yeah. Yeah. Like the attackers. I think maybe with France, you will see maybe Rice and Anderson maybe a bit down deep. Yeah. To help. I'm not going to lie. I do have us going through. I I predict England. I think we can do it. I just... It's close, but we can do it. Oh, I think... No, it's the champion's cares. No, we need to do this. We need to do this for the rest of the world. No one likes French people. Let's do this. I do agree with the champion's curse, man. Although I don't think France... Although I think France play very well, I don't think they will win this whole tournament. But just because there is a champion's curse, that doesn't mean it has to happen as soon as possible. They could lose in the final, you know? Oh, yeah, obviously. But I I think... And I think... I, I will say this. You know what also is a start? A lot of teams have to get it wrong in the biggest stage until they win it. Yeah. A lot of teams, Germany, France, Italy, they got they went to finals, they went to semi-finals, they failed, and then they win it. 
maybe this is our chance. Maybe the semifinals and the finals like has yeah. taught us. That's so what usually said when people like say, "Oh, no Italy or stuff like this." Like for my such a young age, mm. I think I saw like Italy. Uh, I mean, to not confuse with Italy in such way. I saw Italy play like I think two or three finals. So I can say for my self that Italy have like kind of football heritage. Mm. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, maybe they're not the best team. It's a bit unpredictable because all of these tournaments they've been to, I've been to, I never say like Italy will go to the final. Yeah. But I think nobody I would predict like the last years. Mm. But I think it's something maybe like national identity, like patriotism, like when they go to the national team, they play like as a team, like as a collective. Yeah. Italy oh yeah, that exists a lot <laughs> more in Italy than in other countries. I think one thing I do worry about with England though, it just this is going forward as well, is that. I think sometimes when you look at a team that's young, it feels like, you know, there's endless possibilities ahead in the next one and then one after that. Yeah, we and keep saying that every year. It's I do annoying. generally believe that's true with, you know, the fact that Bellingham's 19, Foden's so young, Saka, Rash. There are still two tournaments where they were going to be in the prime of their career. However, I think the big factor is that Harry Kane is currently 29. Yeah. And I don't know if they're... Although I've really... I sung over Ivan Tony's praises earlier. There's not a forward quite on the level of Kane... Yeah, there to replace him, and I think by the time he's probably, he'll probably still playing the next. I can see him playing in the next World Cup when he's thirty-three, but it won't be like I'd be surprised if it was this kind of dynamic drop deep, link up the midfield and the no, attack, and get be. forward as well. I think it'd be more of just a straight target man thing. So because like he's I think this could, in terms of the overall balance of the squad, maybe this will be the peak of England. Yeah, and I think like that's what I think. I think France is not perfect. I yeah. think they're still wounded. And there, there are things we can exploit. Yeah. We <laughs> like don't make them like they are this unstoppable beast just because Mbappe is on form. Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, what's his name? Um, the Atletico player. Uh, uh, what do you mean? Uh, For who? Uh, the other winger uh, France has. He's oh, also on fire. Uh, Griezmann. Griezmann is on fire, and Giroud is good. Yeah. Also, very good. They're both. Th- their the attack is on fire. France leading goal scorer in yeah. the round of sixteen game. Oh, yeah, insane, insane. But, like, that doesn't mean they're undefeated. Yeah. That doesn't mean they don't have their issues. Like, even Varane doesn't look like the Varane who used to yeah. be. So, their defense has some holes. Maybe yeah. we can exploit a little bit of the midfield. I, I think the midfield would be the battle we can win easily. Well, it d- that depends on what formation we play. Again, because I think... Yeah, you're right. I mean, if we play defensively, yeah. I think I would still... I'm still guessing it will be a 3-4-3 three, three again. Like, I, I thought, I thought, I thought w- if we keep the same the way we have been going thus far. Four for three. That's what we all think, but I don't necessarily think it's what's going to happen based on what Southgate's yeah. always done. Um, if he does do it, I'd be really excited and I'd be interested because, again, I think we could win that midfield battle. But there are benefits of that free back. You know, the fact that yeah, you could kind of assign Kyle Walker as a centre back to try and deal, you know, he can make the recovery runs against Mbappe that no one else in the squad really can yeah, and still leave room for, say, bring Kieran Trippier back into the side as wing back and for him to bomb on forward on that right hand side. Like, uh, it's just difficult. I think one final comment I'll make as well is that this is also the big test for Southgate, the biggest test. I think, you know, because this is now, it's not only, you know, one of the toughest opponents they've faced, but it's also, you've now had a chance to learn from the mistakes of the uh, Euros final, like you mentioned, JR, you know, where they played, where they scored, but played way too kind of defensively afterwards and didn't try and didn't manage the game well. This is where you look at that game, you learn lessons from it, and you apply them here. If they don't, if Southgate doesn't do that, and it's a very, you know, unconfident, 
defensive you know display with no kind of show of the attacking flair and use of the attacking talents that we have then i question his role exactly. as manager in the future you know what you're absolutely right we need to show the dog that we have in us yeah. and if, the, if these players don't show their dog in it i cannot blame the players anymore yeah. because Come on, Southgate, you had like two competitions before yeah. that. I do want to clarify, it's not that I'm saying, you know, we have to no. go 4 3, three no, we no, have no, to go no, no. all out. It's just but that. I think maybe also the expectation as a fan, like after a semi final, a yeah. final, like you can, like, yeah. Like, exactly. Yeah, there's just, there just has to be a better balance. And I really, as an England fan, I really hope Southgate does that. I, <laughs> he can, you just, ah. Oh. It, we'll see, we'll see. We'll see. I, I really hope England is winning as well. I'm predicting them. Uh, Nixon, what's your prediction? England, France? Um, <coughs> I don't know. Like, it's difficult. Like, when we have, like, a team like Brazil, Argentina, England. You need to be also a bit lucky. I don't know. Like, it's difficult. <laughs> but England, France. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I can see, I can see France win. I can see England win. Yeah, it's so it's like a very, t- it's the t- probably the tightest quarterfinal. Oh yeah, out of all of them. But if I if I can close yeah. my eyes, I can see either yeah. one winning. I just, I you know, even I the fact like yeah. France miss Pogba and Kante, which exactly is that could that could cost them definitely. Yeah. I'm gonna manifest what I want to happen. I'll say England, <laughs> I'll say England win, hoping that means Same. it will happen. I will, I will manifest Engla- uh, England winning. Hopefully, we will get it done. Uh, this has been our show for the day. This was incredible, as always. Thank you to Nixon for Thank being a great in. guest. Yes, we love you. You are our first, and you are one of the best. Did guests. you did you write in the magazine for in the most recent edition about the World Cup? If I'm yeah, correct, yeah. yeah, and that's I think that's just coming out now. The Demon Magazine. Oh, so, oh. so do make sure to check it go out. Go on the, our website for uh, the Demon Magazine. Let's let me find that website quickly before we go off. We've got like a minute. I could find it. I could find it. I could find it. Ah, uh, yeah, Demon slash no Demon uh, dash Media co.uk that will find you find the demon magazine on there perfect make sure to read Nick's incredible article and of course we will be back next thursday to review this uh, the quarterfinals yes, different time next week uh, so. no no to review the semi-final oh, same same time sorry different day uh, for anyone who wants to listen thursday yeah. five to six straight after my show the time warp yes and we will be back the sale was on and now the sale is off the, the dfs sale is now done thank you